And we are rolling. This is Totally Normal Politics. I am your host, Nick, a completely normal man, here in the studio with... Vitaly, still normal, I think. Nice. Hampton Keith, and I'm normal as I can be. Yes, we're all full up on Activia. Thank you, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yes. And guys, let's get right into it. This has been a spicy week. Ooh, it has. It's been such a spicy week that I think I'm going to have a few hot takes, Nick, bro. I think these weeks are getting spicier every week. It spicier is, and spicier. I was sweating, honestly. It was hot. But um, so first things first is Trump gets busted for having a Chinese bank account. I don't know. I, I saw it and I was like, well, of course he has a Chinese bank account. Hmm. <laughs> and then a, I was like, wait. You? No, not at all. No. Yeah, yeah, me either. I was like, I, I, I'm, I bet Trump has a North Korean bank account. <laughs> mm. I said, I, and then but to find out when they, as soon as I saw the numbers, I just had to see the numbers, and it was like 188 thousand in taxes, and I was like, well, there it is, there it is. Pack it up, boys. <laughs> We're going home. That's it. It's like when you saw the 750. It's just they just have these two numbers. They have 750 for America. 188,000 for China. And I was like, well, there it is. That's all you need. That's, that is a soup to nuts story that me, a, a paint sniffing every man, can understand. This number is smaller than this number. And it's like, yes. And he's like, it's, he gave this number to the bad people. Uh, it's funny, though. Well, Trump has paid higher taxes in most of the nations that he does business than in America. Mm-hmm. Um, when the New York Times first like broke the story on his uh, taxes, they did mention like all the other countries that he does business dealings in. Um, one I remember, like the Philippines. Like I think he had paid a pretty large sum of taxes in the Philippines for doing business there because there's a Trump Tower in the Philippines. Hmm. So like he's paying significantly more in taxes in all these other nations than he probably ever has in America. Oh, I'm sure. And and so what's funny here is the the turnabout, if you will, as the turntables turn. A DJ said to me once <laughs> that the very complications that allow him to shield himself are what makes untangling this Gordian knot so hard. Because now you've got people out there and they're like, well, you see what you don't understand is the Chinese investment rates. And he actually overpaid his taxes for the five years prior. And so he got a tax refund stipend, but they had to investigate the stipend. And it's like, you've lost them. You've lost them. Right. This, is not, this is not one tweet of information. You can't. And they can't get out of this. <laughs> they can't get out of this because there's no way to, p- to print the answer that you want on a bumper sticker. And if you can't do that, then guys Forget like it. me, guys like me who eat Forget Wheaties it. in the morning, breakfast of champions, you're not going to convince us, man. Mm-mm. I'm not going to learn how Chinese real estate law works. I don't know how American real estate, <laughs> I don't know how Jacksonville, Florida real estate law works. You're not going to convince me that there's not some tomfoolery going on here. Every millionaire is scamming people. And the, the cost of scamming all the time, just as that one woman got in trouble for trying to cheat her daughter into college, trying to pay like 100 grand to get her daughter to have, them have, to have UC Davis not look at her daughter's SAT scores. The, the full housewoman? Yeah. And it's like, everyone's doing it. You can always get busted. And so it's like, yeah, dude, you can't you can't live a life like a criminal and then get busted. I mean, I've always thought of the Trump family as like the dumbest criminal enterprise that's ever set foot in America. They're like a dumb mafia. 
I expect them to do these things, but they're like inability to cover any of their tracks ever is it's laughable. Well, they have cameras up their asses. <laughs> they can't do that, even yeah. if they tried to. And he doesn't. He doesn't Come have on. the restraint. He like, doesn't have the restraint to keep a his smart shit a smart person can commit tons of crimes while being the president of the United States and but, but, get away with it. Like it's mm. okay. But it's like, I'm sure Trump has given a ton of money to like Saudi Arabia. I'm sure he's given, I'm sure somehow Trump's given money to like African warlords for some reason, but they don't. But the thing is, Trump's always talking about China. He's made China the enemy. He did this. He made them the absolute enemy. Well, like no one else was. We we were all like, "Hey, man, aren't the cost of iPhones getting ridiculous?" But no one was like, "China must be stopped." Until four years ago, and now, to I don't know. We, we've been very deferential to the Chinese with respect to a lot of our issues related to. I mean, related, to, you know, ranging from economic issues to intellectual property issues into so it's not i would not say that this is out of our culture at all it's just if i i can already see if joe biden it's like joe biden spent this money in china joe biden's like i've spent money in mm -hmm. every country on the planet well and trump 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 used has used china as also you know a place to just place a lot of blame <laughs> like over the past couple months yeah so if there's if there's if there's one thing that I don't necessarily disagree with the Trump administration on. It's their attacks on China. Exactly. Because right. because I it's his best move. Yeah. So the kick in the dick that he did to Huawei, while not very graceful, I will I'll say ten years from now, it's like that's the best thing Trump ever did. They're doing a lot of terrible things that America should have been criticizing for a long time. It was just so easy. If you were one American, it was so easy to let China hurt a thousand Americans and make you rich. Mm. Yeah. And it's just like, but I, I never, I never took Trump's criticisms of China at face value. Like there was always, I don't know, there was always something underneath, like something that he was going for politically. Oh, absolutely. I think eventually, and then. But I mean, the world takes the Chinese more seriously than they do us. I'm just, I actually just don't know how tuned in Trump. I genuinely don't know if he knew he had this money in China or not. <laughs> I don't know how tuned in he is. Yeah, he got money everywhere, like we were saying. But that's why this is a hot take. We're moving on. Mm. So, France. Oh, God. Zocre bleu. Mon ami. What has happened? Oh. So, there was a beheading? Yes. So, a French high school teacher was beheaded by Islamist extremists. You can say his name. His name was Samuel Patty. Okay, Samuel Patty, Pate. P a t y. Uh, I do not know how to pronounce that. So yeah. I am a dumb man. So uh, a French high school teacher was beheaded by Islamist extremists after showing the caricatures that led to the shooting of Charlie Hebdo a few years ago to his high school class. Making this the. Only roaming piece of art that I know of with a body count. I'm not sure. This is going to become like the VHS in the ring. You're going to be able to like text. It's going to be like saying Candyman in a mirror. You're going to be able to text someone a picture of a Charlie Hebdo comic. And Islamist extremists are going to be. You're, you're going to hear the malawo. The, what is it? The alawaing. What are they? That, that alawaing thing that they do when they're coming to like 
jihad upon you. Do they use that just for movies? There, no, there's, it's, it's, there's a word for it. There's it's, a, it's like oh. Allah Akbar? Did they say uh, some say Allah Akbar? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> but the point is, this is crazy that this happened. Yeah. So after it happened, it led to widespread arrests by French law enforcement all across the nation of groups that they had been tracking as Islamist extremists, but also groups that necessar- that weren't even on the list as uh, Islamist extremists. I think there was like a group that fundraised to raise money for like. I don't know, poor folks that are also Muslim in France. There was also a spate of stabbings of women in hijabs. There was three women stabbed underneath the Eiffel Tower in their hijabs. Someone screaming, die Muslim bitch, stabbing her four times and then running away. That happened right after this I'm happened? Sure. That well, happened the next day. Well, and I think all Expect of, more of this. All of this, all of this speaks to this like very nationalistic backlash and fear that we've been that's been growing I think over the past couple of years especially uh, with respect to like you know we have economic isolation we have this cultural individualism all of the, all of these things that are but trying to butt up and and prove and prove something against this thing do you, do you think that this this will continue or do you th- do you think it's likely to to grow even further, or well, do you think it's likely to die down? I am not a Frenchman, so I play one on TV. No, um, so I spoke to some French people online, and they're saying the French Muslim integration experiment has failed wholly. Not just now, over the last 20, 30 yeah. years, the Muslims have set up enclave communities within the French society. They don't see themselves as French. They. Are, there are mosques in France that are funded by parts of the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. And a lot of those people are it, what moves from being a Muslim to being an Islamist, which is that you see things as like invalid that aren't, you, you, you know, you're, an, you're a religious extremist. I don't know what's going on in the head of all of them, but... I'm not sure if this is an accurate take. I could have been reading the take of a guy who, you know, burns Korans and all the time. Like, but it did seem like a lot of people said that France's initial take 30 or 40 years ago when this big... I'm not sure what provoked this huge... It was the Gulf War crisis or whatever, wasn't it? Is that what provoked the initial spur of Muslim refugees into France in the 90s? I, I'm not sure. I mean, it's just... I'm just some dumbass dude. Wars, proxy I mean, wars over the years. France but also had multiple colonies in Africa, and, and so they've always had... a huge refugee yeah. yeah, people coming back and forth. But to, the, to my knowledge, the blacks, like the people from like Cote d'Ivoire and whatnot, I, I believe that the blacks have integrated. They see themselves as French blacks, but... The Muslim communities, insofar as I'm reading, it's like France tried to give them a huge amount of religious liberty and like schooling. Like I think they they have like maybe separate schooling. I'm I'm not sure, but in an attempt to give them, some people say that in an attempt to give them so much of their own cultural freedom within the country and not like forcing them to learn French, not like. <laughs> forcing them to integrate, go to regular French public schools and whatnot, um, not, like, allowing all of the mosques in a city to be built in, like, one area 
type stuff instead of forcing that because France actually has like super stringent zoning laws like you're not allowed to build a building I think taller than like three stories tall in France or something and that's why they don't have skyscrapers there's no skyscrapers in France yeah and they do that because they think it makes the city more aesthetic they like for you to be able to see like the Eiffel Tower from like anywhere in the city and shit like that and so they so when they make all the mosques in the city form around each other it's like well the zoning in France is a very conscious choice mm. And so, I, I don't know, a lot of people see this as a long-tail result of those decisions made way back then. I think the trouble here is you're, you're walking a tightrope of allowing a certain amount of religious freedom to folks, but then those people are turning around and not appreciating the liberties that, you know, the French hold to a high standard. Like, uh, you know, the freedom of speech and freedom to express your ideas and thoughts like you know the french people like that's that's almost like a religious concept to them and then well yes they're very intellectually for for somebody to you know show something and then that result i mean we saw this two two years ago with charlie hebdo is that Mm -hmm. how long ago it happened it's going against everything that I, th- I think that French society holds up on a pedestal. It's so just like they're hitting back hard. Macron is like this Islamist, like Macron is like this Muslim idealism has no place in France. He said something along those lines. He said idealism or extremism? He said like Islamist. He said, this is what made me go down the hole of what is an Islamist. Because Macron, I believe, directly said, Islamists have no place in France. Hmm. And people are like, is he saying Muslims have no place in France? And everyone's like, no, Muslims and Islamists are different things. Islamists want to invoke Islam, whereas Muslims just pray. Well, France is heavily based on having like a secular identity, I'd say. And... Is it? Yeah. Sacre bleu. The French have like the highest Mm -hmm. rates of like atheism in the world. Mm -hmm. Like it's it's a very secular nation. They don't. I mean, honestly, I can't see has really okay. If the Amish didn't is a hot take, but if the Amish didn't build such beautiful, beautiful carpentry, is there any other positive argument for religious freedom? Like, what's a good thing that's come from religious freedom? Of just letting people do whatever the heck they want because they're religious. Well, and they, they remove it from government formally so that Listen, we can act like every we're all on the same page and like religion doesn't play a I look role at in I, I look at religious freedom the same way that I look at like freedom of speech. Mm-hmm. Like you can believe what you want, you can say what you want, as long as you're not fucking slamming down that down someone else's throat. But what right. about the fact that Christians have like taken over our foster care and addiction counseling infrastructure wholesale? I don't know, man. Yeah, it's, that's a spi- yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I got some, I got some spicy peppers in this bag, boy. Yeah. Before we get off topic, I don't know. Fr- France is in a France is in a tough spot because. At the same time that you're trying to allow religious freedom and just general freedoms for your population, you're also dealing with a huge refugee population who, not not to say that all of them are the same, I'm just saying there is a, there has been shown to be an extremist wing amongst those refugees that are committing 
atrocities like shooting up Charlie Hebdo and beheading high school teachers. Well, and to your point, um, the f- the French, unlike us, when we when we think about country and nation and all of these ideas, we use them interchangeably. See, the I French, can't think. I'm incapable of thinking of the French as a monoculture. Yeah, I I, I wouldn't. And I, I wouldn't say it's a monoculture. But when we have at least a con- there's a difference between a country that's been around for thousands and thousands, uh, you know, over, I don't know how long Fr- France has been around. Talking over like, 15, like 500 years. 1,500 years. 1,500 years. years. There you go. What, pick okay. a year. Anyway. Price is right rules. But however, 199 years. But my, point is, my point is that they, they have a, you know, idea of a nation, whereas we really don't have a nation at all. Oh, no. And, and Are you so kidding me? Cheeseburgers the, and muscle cars. Are you kidding me? I, but we don't have we don't have a central be- belief system, or at least remnants of a central belief system, like yeah, the influence of Catholicism has had in Europe. Christianity. But this, this <laughs> is this is older, and at least this society has been able to grow and intellectually develop in ways that we have not, because we we think everything in, of, in the, of everything entirely differently, and. Think that this like but we're we're we got that flex of being a post enlightenment nation where it's like we don't have all that baggage and bullshit. But is we it see a flex the for what it really is? Yeah, man. But we also are super Christian. We burnt witches. That's well, that's we're a problem. Crazy. We're wild card. We believe in everything and nothing at the same time. Well, we think everything reduces down to belief. We're jazz. I think which we also made. <laughs> I think I think the I think the problems that France is dealing with is um, this is a nation that holds dear a lot of liberal ideals and those liberal ideals led to accepting large swaths of immigrants especially over the past decade with you know Syria. all the sh- all the shit going down in Syria and ISIS and Turkey yeah and, and so very culturally so influential. they their their liberal ideals allowed a large swath of um, refugees to come in their nation and they have realized that a small percentage of those refugees that they let into their nation do not hold the same religious and like speech freedom values that they do right yep and the eu has sponsored this too the EU ha- is subsidizing the like, beheading. No, 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 not the be- not the beheading. But it, the EU does subsidize um, like countries who do take in immigrants. Yeah, they do receive I mean, I, subsidies from the EU government. That's why Germany and a lot of these EU countries. It's actually it's created a lot of divide amongst the EU countries because some EU countries have said no, we don't want the refugees at all. So other countries feel bad and feel like I have to take everything, but they get the tax. Well, money it's a it's a it's a tight it's a really tight road to walk because at the same time. There's nowhere else for these you people don't, to go. You don't. You don't want to. You don't want to be xenophobic and not let people in just because you don't like those people. But when those people come in, they do have to. Like you want people to keep their culture. Right. But those people do also have to accept the values that your nation holds. Right. And I think the trouble sometimes the tightrope that we walk with criticizing Islamist extremism is especially here in America hmm. where Americans will just say all Muslims are terrible. Yeah. Oh, we, and this but is like because of things like 9-11 and all of this bullshit in the it's, Middle yeah, East. Yeah, it's a tightrope you're walking where you're trying to be open-minded to the culture of Muslims, mm. but you also, which is, 
I say the culture of Muslims. There's over a billion Muslims in the world, and m- m- and they all have a different flavor of Mountain Dew. Yeah, it's it's not Western white culture. I, I shouldn't say it. Okay, so I'm just saying it's it's what my point is like. You have to like walk this tightrope of accepting their religion, but not accepting. They're the extremist parts of the religion. Well, when, you, and can't, you, you can't do that. Be well, and, uh, and to, to your point, like but you're wait, a, we've spent way too long. On no, that. but hang on, wait, wait. I just want to say one thing. But I watched this video of um, this class uh, that they have in some of these countries to try and educate uh, uh, refugees about the social norms of their society, and so many of them are just like, "Nah, screw this!" Like. This is nonsense. Like it does, it does not. Like the way the, in which these people have been socialized is cemented in their psyche. It is not yep. going anywhere. Got to force the integration as hard as possible. <laughs> America, boy, we bust black kids from the rich part of Boston to the poor part of Boston, and vice versa. My mom moved here not speaking English well, and she had to get a job at Wendy's and learn how to speak English better than the white devil a Quetzalcoatl that employed her. And you know what? They got to do the same. Then Muslims got to integrate, and I think we got to move on. Moving uh, on, on. Yeah. to AOC on Twitch. A sentence that an old person, anyone over 40, can scarcely parse these runes that I've inscribed hey, Give here. us a, yeah. for, those, for those not familiar with Twitch, give us a rundown on Twitch. So, Justin TV, this boy Justin, way back in the early zeros, came up with the idea of streaming his life all the time forever. He literally streamed his entire life for months on end, created a web streaming service. It was actually the biggest competitor to YouTube at the time. It became Twitch TV, which is now the largest game streaming platform on the internet. So when you want to stream yourself playing Sims 2 to some man in Russia who's paying you $2,000 a month to show your feet while you do it, you know what? You're doing it over Amazon's web services because Amazon bought Twitch for $3 billion a few years ago. Damn. And so... Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez gets on Twitch to play the most popular game right now, Among Us, a game where you play four spacemen on a space station. One of them's been infected with a virus. Well, a space alien monster. You need to figure out who's the sus one. I heard who's the imposter. Who's sus? This guy's sus. Sus? Are you sus? Okay. Suspicious? Suspect? Ah, Got it. Sus has been around. I haven't played this game. Is it fun? It, It is. So AOC, oh, I haven't played it, but I hear it's fun. AOC gets on with Ilhan Omar. They break 400,000 subscribers, or they get 400,000 views. The kids are wanking off. They're having fun. This is the hippest, since Biden Island, this is the hippest thing that any congressional representative has ever done. Didn't they set a record for, like, the biggest stream like with most viewers on Twitch. Yeah, but you know, you know the weird thing is with population growth, I don't keep track of numbers now. Whenever anything's like the biggest stream ever, it's like everything is it's like Tucker Carlson most views on a television show ever and I'm like oh, like oh, d- there's more humans every year <laughs> and like there's people watching this shit from like Australia and stuff now. Like that wasn't like, when you say this Super Bowl had 10 times the viewership of the last one, I don't know what that means. I don't know how many Indian and Chinese people are watching this fucking thing. Like, none of this thing, none of this shit matters. None of these numbers mean anything. But yes, it was a very, very popular stream. But the point is, this is, I want to juxtapose this with Ivanka Trump Ooh. getting dragged through the mud for saying, I've been spending the pandemic trying to get good at guitar. Oh my God. Now, 
You're Listen. saying to yourself, what do these two women, Ivanka Trump, AOC, two sides of the same coin? There's a lot of people using the AOC on, on Twitch thing to, to this. It is the conservative argument. Oh, AOC can talk about playing video games and MSNBC will sing praises from the high heaven. They will break out the bugles and the cherub wings to talk about AOC playing video games. Ivanka Trump talks about playing guitar mm -hmm. and everyone says Ivanka Trump's a monster. And I, I just wanted to shine some light on this issue that AOC is an employee of the US government. She has constituents who she serves. She wakes up in the morning, she does her job, she gets reelected because her constituents say she does a good job. Ivanka Trump is a woman who receives a similar salary to AOC for consulting her dad on how to be relatable. I would Just the lack I, of I, despotism. I wouldn't, similar, <laughs> uh, I wouldn't say similar salary. I mean, the, the, the New York Times article that broke the consulting fees that were paid to Ivanka what is Trump. it? Seventy thousand a quarter. And how much did she write off for there her? There was hair? there was one fee she from like a company in Saudi hair. Arabia that was like two point five million dollars. Ivanka Trump is not okay. I'm not gonna say she's not good at anything, and I don't know anything that is her speciality. I I don't know. Maybe she's an amazing real estate appraiser. <laughs> for the commercial market. I, I, I don't know. She need to get but out of the, the White House. Is, she need to get out of the White I House. I am paying both of these people Period. and one of them is producing results and the other is posing with cans of beans and violating the Hatch Act on my dime. And so... Goya, Goya Beans, if you guys are out there, we are looking for advertisers. We will, we will gladly say whatever you need us to say and so, for no. just a couple pennies. No, you don't get to... <laughs> You don't get to learn how to play the guitar while the country's on fire and act like you're fucking cute. This is disgusting. And I'm so mad at the contingent of horny men, the, the fucking, those horny dudes in the voter base who don't, you know, you know, the ones who look at Klobuchar having a debate with Elizabeth Warren and they're trying to figure out which one's hotter. Huh? <laughs> you know. What? What is this? This is a this is a category of voter. You don't the voters who are trying to get pictures of AOC naked, the terrible ones, the horny ones, the ones who, that need to go to horny who has jail. ever looked at. I'm, this is stupid. I'm done with this. You, Move on. Nick. You're, fuck you. <laughs> you fuck me. <laughs> this is crazy. No, listen. People okay. are mad. People are mad that AOC's breaking Twitch records. And people are mad that people are mad at Ivanka for getting paid thousands, tens of thousands, if not millions of taxpayers Listen, I, 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 so playing guitar. I don't know. I, I read the story and I was just like, okay, everyone's mad at Ivanka. We're always mad at Ivanka. At, at this point, like, I don't care. Like, Ivanka's doing what? Shit. What, she ain't doing shit. She, she's doing, she's doing what? She's rich, taking your money. She's doing what rich people do. When there's global pandemics, they go home Chill. to their Chill. amazing giant houses. She chilling away from everything and spend time, uh, you know, doing their hobbies Jacking because off. they don't have to worry about money. They don't have Literally. to worry about uh, getting sick. 
They don't have to worry about if they Jack get shit. Sick, how they'll pay for going to the hospital. Jack shit. Ivanka. If, like, they don't worry about. They don't need to worry about. They're going to get stem cells or not. They save their ass. Do I need to link you to a forum of men photoshopping what they think Tulsi Gabbard naked looks like to believe that Ooh. this is a contingent of people that exist? Is there a subreddit thread no, for this I or something? Oh my God. Yes. I know it exists. It's just, it's stupid. It's, yes. The thing is, I can't look at these women in any sexual fashion, so I, I, I can't <laughs> empathize with you on that, but it is something so typical of our it society. Is, it's annoying. Yeah. It's frustrating. There are AOC, loads of men who do the that. The point is, AOC is good enough at her job. She's allowed to play video games. I hope, I hope AOC's streaming on Twitch every Thursday. <laughs> like, well, I, 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 want, I want her to convert... I want her to convert every Republican child across the country by dancing in Fortnite and fucking sh- whatever doing. I don't know what the kids are playing anymore. But, but getting on Roblox. They're completely different. No, but I want AOC demo- like L- advertising the Democrats in Minecraft, man. L- listen to me here. Is there anything wrong with Ivanka learning to play the guitar? Listen, if she keeps at this, you know she's trying to humanize her monster. Wow. If she keeps at this, good you know, for her. Ten Learn years, hey, ten years from now, she might be really good at guitar. It might make her a better person. You know, ten years Shit. from now, you know, you know how like when we discovered that George Bush was actually good at painting, he's not good. He's, he's not good, and he's, he killed. He's pretty he good. Killed for millions a white of dude, people. He's not bad. No, let me just say but, this. Let me say this about George Bush's painting. He killed millions of people, and he's not good at painting. <laughs> He's okay at painting this. Right. He, for, his, for his age, considering he went, went into American considering politics. Considering he killed millions of people, he's no. not very good at painting. Listen, if he... Well, I think he's... St- uh, yes, he's if, still a horrible if, person. If, if George, he's absolutely a horrible person. If George Bush had been born into a different family, he could have become a painter at 18 like he always wanted to. Like Hitler. And none of this would have happened. <laughs> like Hitler. Yeah, Basically. So, so you didn't see Donald Trump Jr.'s post from bed posting his neck all scrunched up, laying in bed on his phone, leaning back on his feathered pillow, and he's like, hey, guys, looks like the media is going to try to drag us again. They try to humanize themselves, these lizard people, with the zippers in the back of their necks to cover up the fact that they're wearing skin suits. And they're, ca- they're calling us the fucking snowflakes. They're trying to humanize themselves, and I hate it. Every time I see some, every time I hear, oh, here's a picture of Eric Trump feeding a puppy, and it's like, he's still a piece of shit. Right. Get this trash. You spent money posting these pictures on your hosting service. Fuck you for trying to convince me of this trash. You're trying to manipulate me. But this is the projection. This is what they have to do to get by because... For these common people, these simple-minded people, all it takes is one bullshit reason, and they'll hang on to it, well, and with, they'll never uh, give it up. With Ivanka, it kind of works because she's you know, attractive. Uh, she's the PR wing of the Trump family. I don't know, Hampton, do you think either Donald Trump Jr. or Eric Trump are attractive? Oh, no. Okay, so it doesn't work for them because they don't even have looks on their side. At least Ivanka's got looks on her side. You wouldn't dare try. uh, Yeah, I mean, yeah, she has good hair. She gets to write it off on her taxes. He wouldn't dare dust Tiffany Trump off. He wouldn't dare pull the tarp off of her in the garage. Oh, my God. And blow the... Huh. Haven't seen this one in years. (laughs) All right, so we are moving on. So Trump gets busted for having... Okay. This is an unverified article. I'm not sure if this is true or not. This could all be Photoshop. Will we be surprised? But supposedly a Ukrainian... Not Ukrainian. It was like a Swedish. Or no, Netherlander. He's he's from the Netherlands. A Dutch hacker Hmm. 
Obviously, I, not, I don't know if I'd say this is a hack. Story. I'd not say this is a hack. He guessed the password. He went onto Trump's Twitter account and he said, you know, I told Donald Trump in 2016 when I did hack his account that his account needed to be more secure. Or he hacked his account in 2015 and he said, Trump, you should probably secure your password. I hacked you. I work for like a security firm. I do hacking, but I really didn't have to like hack your password, bro. I actually just tried like of the top. 20 things I listed that I thought would be your password at like number five I got in. How do you, is there like, and so he said, a strategy for determining someone's password based on this? And so he said, I'm going to type MAGA 2020, because everyone, all right, here's the thing. A lot of people have suggested Trump has tweeted during live press conferences. So everyone knows Trump's password has to be a password that he's giving to multiple people because he's clearly not the only person tweeting, but he is also very clearly, when he's tweeting at 3 a.m., that's Trump. Some of his tweets, when you look, you can see tweeted from a Galaxy S whatever. Sometimes it's tweeted from an iPhone. Sometimes it's tweeted from the web. Hmm. And you can tell when it's tweeted from a Galaxy S phone, it's Trump. When it's tweeted from an iPhone or from the web, it's probably one of his staffers. Oh, he has, so he has a Galaxy S. He did. I'm not sure what his current phone is, but this was the state of Trump's tweets a few years back. Like, okay. And so anyway, so we knew that Trump's password had to be a password that he had to be capable of entering multiple times because Twitter will log you out if you're logged in on multiple advi- devices yeah. if you have two-factor authentication. Yeah. And so... This guy was like, I wonder if MAGA 2020 exclamation point, maybe that'll work. And he clicks, he gets in. Wow. It was, he his, immediately, it, it was his third try. MAGA 2020 exclamation point was his third try. Third try. Third try of password, yeah. Most likely, you try the person's birthday, you try their mother's maiden name, and then their birthday, and then you try like a catchphrase. <laughs> and so... This is why they say never make your password a word and your birthday because your birthday is one of the first things hackers always guess. Like, don't ever put the, the year of your birth ever. So many people do it. I don't know why. Um, so this guy gets in. He screenshots some stuff to, like, prove that he did it. And then he gets out and then he sends a message to the CIA. And he's like, I just hacked Trump's Twitter account. Like, here you guys go. Like... Because I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fuck with anything. And we obviously, think we're so invincible, and we're the most permeable fucks ever. Literally, we're smoking dick, thinking we're just invisible fucks on the internet. This is up in the air on if this is a true story or not, because this could have all been a bunch of photoshopped pictures. It absolutely could have been. This guy claimed to have had access for a few minutes. And then he immediately sent a forward to the uh, Center for Technical Intelligence. It's a branch of the CIA that's in charge of like the cybercrime division shit or whatever. Well, I mean, our shit's been hacked by you. I mean, we were saying earlier, Iran. I mean, this is our shit. This is right. this is Trump's Twitter. Come this on. Is, this isn't the CIA. This is Trump's Twitter. Oh, I, well, I mean, and, I, have and, no doubt. I have no doubt people can get through it. And I want to move from this, this hack of Trump, to... Rudy Giuliani, a man who has implicated himself like no other. Rudely Giuliani gets busted by Sasha Baron Cohen. Did you hear how Sasha set this sting up? (laughs) It's in the new Borat 2 film, so. He gets invited to an interview. Hmm. Because I've always wondered, how does Sasha get people? How do you not know who he is at this point? And so apparently what... 
Sasha does is he sets you up for an interview. You sign the release forms. You have an interview with a completely buttoned up regular person. You have like a totally normal like five or ten minute interview with a man in a suit who then leaves. The interview has now begun. <laughs> the girl comes in and she's like, Rudy Giuliani, let me interview you. She talks with him for a bit. She invites him to the hotel room after the interview because she's like, it's been such a great interview. Oh and Rudy Giuliani's like, I see where this is going. I'm about to have my 70-year-old pee-pee mm. touched. And so oh, no. he goes back to this hotel room with this girl. She takes the lapel mic off, and he lays back on bed and immediately starts undoing his belt buckle. And oh, getting, my God. He's, he's just both hands. And this is recorded? This, yeah. is recorded? this is on video. It's in the new oh, movie. Oh, my it's God. It's in the fucking movie. This is in Borat 2. <laughs> oh, my God. Of course it is. Sasha Baron Cohen then jumps out of the closet in drag, in lingerie, screaming, that girl's only 15. She's way too old for you. <laughs> Rudy Giuliani manages to... I'm not going to lie here. You're playing with hot fire when you do this with someone... When you do this with someone who's in heart attack range... <laughs> Good for us. This I'm is, glad we can watch this in America. I think it's fabulous. And Rudy Giuliani could have had a heart attack. He could have died. He could have died of embarrassment. <laughs> and it would have been hysterical. It would have been the funniest thing that's ever happened since 9-11. He could have died from loss oh of boner. At, at that age, you know, like that the, much. His boner. <laughs> yeah, that much, that much blood just rushing back into the body. Like What killed him? Well, you see the blood jump from his boner to his brain, then back to his boner so fast it caused a massive aneurysm. He lost his boner way too quickly. It's just. It's, it's dangerous at that age. When you're a man with his cholesterol level, you just can't lose your stiffy that... <laughs> you can't lose your boner in under 10 seconds or else it's... <laughs> <laughs> it killed him. Caroline Giuliani's like, he killed my dad. He killed my dad. Oh my God. This is the funniest thing. This is the funniest thing, but I mentioned this. I mentioned this tying up with the MAGA 2020 password thing because... Do y'all remember last year, a listful time of last year, when Jeff Bezos was hacked, his iPhone hacked by Mohammed bin Salman of the king, the king of the kingdom of Saudi Arabia? I don't the king that. of kings? No, he's the prince of the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. He's the last prince. Hmm. But you, do y'all don't remember? Oh, Mohammed bin Salman, that's what you were saying? Jeff Bezos' cell phone was hacked. His mm -hmm. personal iPhone was hacked. Yes. He received a text. He opened the text to see who sent it, and then his phone was hacked. They downloaded all the information on it. And this was an attack from the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia on Jeff Bezos personally. Hmm. It was an incredibly advanced piece of malware that then deleted itself off of his phone after it sent everything it could. It sent 500 megabytes of data to the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia off of Jeff Bezos' phone wow. instantly and then deleted itself. Wow. So, to see Giuliani caught literally about to unfurl his gnarled ball sack on camera, I, I'm forced to remember what Jeff Bezos said after that hack, which is, even with the best security, a dedicated enough state actor will always penetrate your defenses. And I'm like, damn you, Sasha Baron Cohen, you beautiful motherfucker. This is what it takes. This is what it takes to get to get him out of there, 
to finally put this man in the tomb that he's deserved for years. Hmm. I mean, none of us expected anything less of Rudy Giuliani. I don't know if this has tainted his career anyway. This is this is the Rudy Giuliani that I see. Like, Dude, I, have you have you seen him in his interviews? This picture, I've okay, I've seen lots of bad interviews, but none quite as bad as you about to unfurl your dick in front of Sasha Baron Cohen, mm-hmm. thinking you are going to have sex with what you believe to be a fifteen-year-old girl. That is no, he didn't believe her to be fifteen. He, I he, thought he, she was a regular prostitute. Sasha Baron Cohen jumped out and yelled, "She's fifteen! Like she was." She's. This you, was a 25 year old woman. She's some was, Kazakhstani age. <laughs> Listen, I don't. Maybe I'm just. I'm just like numb to everything now because I read the story and I was like, okay, yeah, of course. Like I totally expected something like this to happen to Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> you thought, oh, man, if we got those balls, we should have let him get that. Those. If there was a picture of Rudy Giuliani's balls on the internet right now, like it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't? No. That would turn me to stone, dude. No, it wouldn't. You would look at that and you'd be like, yep, that's what I expected. <laughs> I bet it looks like a train wreck. Ooh. Probably. I bet it looks like uh I bet it looks like Play-Doh stretched over someone's knee. Um, I'm glad you're so imaginative. <sighs> Trump stormed out of a 60 minutes interview. Yeah, he was asked too many uh hard-hitting questions, apparently. I guess we shouldn't comment on this until we see the interview. It's already been posted. It has? Uh, yeah, so they went against the contract of 60 Minutes and his staffers. Ooh. So basically when it was being recorded, his staffers recorded parts of the interview on their like iPhones, I guess. Of course they did. Um, and 60 Minutes initially didn't allow it, but the staffers said, we're only doing this so that we can basically just use it for our own like records. And then after Trump stormed out of the interview, his staffers posted their recording of the interview online. Hmm. Before the episode aired, which it will be airing Sunday night. Okay. We'll figure out that when we see it. Because I haven't seen it yet, and I don't want to talk about it without seeing it. Yeah, we'll watch. Uh, I, I can't imagine the quality of staffers recording something on an iPhone is that good. So I'll, I'll wait for the TV quality interview. Yeah. All right. So what's this next point you've got here? Oh, my God. Have you guys seen Mitch McConnell's hands? <sighs> Did you see this, Hampton? Mm. Hampton saw this Nick didn't see it I had to show Nick And Nick was surprised They are uh, For the audience at home Rest assured These are some grubby dick beaters He's got on him They are They look like an orc's hand They are They they are hooves in need of work So so yesterday I guess uh, Mitch McConnell was out in front of some press Answering some questions And I guess decided not to wear gloves to cover his completely bruised and bandaged hands, Mm -hmm. who afterwards, the media was asking his staffers, hey, uh, is Mitch McConnell okay? Because by the look of his hands, it looks like he's literally about to die or (laughs) become a zombie. Like, what's going on? He probably already is a zombie. Mitch McConnell (laughs) looks like his wife's boyfriend beat the shit out of him. Like, he looks like no, he no, just beat the shit out of his hands every day. <laughs> like he's tied his hands to a table maybe and smashed them with a baseball bat for an hour. Oh, maybe he's into rope play. Right. Like he's like, tie me up, D- Secretary of, <laughs> of uh, transportation. transportation. Yes. Yeah. Yes, tie me up, Secretary of Transportation. Now, I don't know. Um, it's weird. Maybe he's turning into a turtle and he has to scrub the scales off. <laughs> like, 
I don't know. There's something wrong with like. I hope he no no person's like his hands were fully and completely bruised and like had bandages all oh, like it, it looked very people diabetic. Say, people say yeah, like there's something wrong. Have you ever seen a diabetic a diabetic guy's uh, ankles? Some people when they bru- get out of here. Well, old people bruise very easily in general. Yeah, but this is this is a no. I know I know this is obviously much more. This is like and much this worse. is like yes. his hand was smashed in a sliding door of a minivan ten times. Right. <laughs> like no, this yeah, was it looks horrible. No, it, it looks horrible. This I, is I terrible. Mitch McConnell needs to put on some nail polish or something to like gussy those hands up because they look fucked up. They look like a joke. He looks like Ooh. he's he looks like a coal miner. <laughs> <laughs> He looked like he was digging it's, it's, in the grave. Like, so Mitch McConnell has had things happen to him in the past. Like two years ago, he did. He had that crazy fracture his shoulder because he fell at his fuck. house. Um, he fell at his house? He fell at he, a speech he, once. I know that. Mitch McConnell also survived polio as a young child. There you go. Polio? Yeah. When pol- what? Was he in an iron lung? How do you get polio still? No. Mitch McConnell's... Like seventy nine, <laughs> when he was a kid, polio was still around. Nick, <laughs> polio was like a thing before we had, you know, medicine and vaccines I mean, and such. He overcame polio. I don't believe he him. overcame. Mitch McConnell, you're a piece of shit, and I I want you to specifically know that I don't believe you ever had polio. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I think you're lying you're to try to to get sympathy. Because you have hooves beneath your shoes. You have cloven hooves and a pointed tail, you son of a bitch. And he, I think that his skin is turning back to the sulfurous black of the realm from whence he came. He's going to hell. He's going to Catholic hell when he dies. His advisors should have put fucking makeup on his hands. Hey, listen, saying you Honestly. have polio is like a good campaign strategy for getting, for getting voters over 70. Because <laughs> 50% of voters over 70 had polio. 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 They love Pele, the soccer player. (laughs) They had polio, and they also love Pele. And they love playing polo. (laughs) They also love Polo the brand. (laughs) All right, enough of that. Let's move on to normal stuff, Nick. All right, all right. So so the big juice this week has been the, the, the Hunter Biden laptop story. And it's not even the the nut of the story, which is that a blind laptop repairman was re- received a laptop from Hunter Biden, who identified from a bumper sticker on his car, who then determined that the laptop contained child pornography and weird emails that seemed suspiciously to forward Russian and Ukrainian interests. This PC repairman made the choice of forwarding this to Rudy Giuliani's lawyer. First first he sent it to the FBI. Sent it to the FBI. The The FBI FBI did nothing. So then he sent it to Rudy Giuliani's lawyers. And Rudy Giuliani's lawyers then gave it to Fox, who then said, this doesn't seem legitimate. They then shopped it to, like, the New York Times, who said no. And then they went to New York York Post, Post. and New York Post said, we'll run it. New York Post runs this story, and Twitter says... Real quick, Nick, before you go on. So New York Post ran the story. The person that they had write the story wouldn't even put his name on the story because he didn't want to be associated with it. Of course. So they basically had a reporter like, hey, write the story. Anonymously upload the story. Yeah, and the reporter was like, nope, I'm not putting my name on this. So Twitter, this post comes out. 
Right-wing Twitter immediately generates like 10 bajillion fucking hits off of this. And Twitter's like, what's all this traffic over here? What's happening over here? <laughs> what are all these clicks? What the fuck are all these clicks? And they're like, oh, this story. And they're like, hmm. Now, this seems like it might be slanderous. So apparently the moderators within Twitter, and I will cede this point to the conservatives, the moderators within Twitter made the very personal choice of saying, this seems fishy. I'm going to make sure that you can go to the New York Post Twitter page to see this post, but you cannot share this post hmm. because we don't know if this is propaganda or not. The FBI then comes forward to say, we believe that this story might, we believe the contents of this hard drive might have n either never been Hunter Biden's or in the time between this laptop leaving Hunter Biden's hands and getting to Rudy Giuliani's lawyers, we believe the Russians or the Iranians have potentially placed the implicating evidence of these supposed things that we're not sure even if they happened on this hard drive. And so now conservative Twitter is losing their mind over the idea that Twitter would choose to moderate what they believe to be fake news. Because for the most part, on Twitter, you can kind of post fake news. You can kind of post that, like, Sandy Hook didn't happen. You can post that you think that there's chemtrails in the sky. You can say the earth is flat. You can say that you think Hillary Clinton takes, what is it? Cortis what is what's the drug that you get from like grinding up children? Oh, uh, adrenochrome. Adrenochrome. Yes, you can say oh, that adrenochrome is what's scary. keeping Hillary and Bill Clinton alive. You can pretty much say that shit on Twitter. Mm -hmm. And so for Twitter, hey, if you're, hey guys, if you're listening out there, you don't need to grind up children. You can buy a vial of like 500 milligrams of adrenochrome online for like 10 bucks. Really? No, gee, I, I don't just, need foreskins and baby blood? Nah, just go online, buy some adrenochrome for 10 bucks. You don't have to murder a million children. It'll be fine. I can't verify this or not, so I'm going to say you're a liar because it's easier. <laughs> <laughs> Twitter is like, hey, it's an election year. Really what it is, from my understanding of the internal logic of Twitter, is after after Joe Biden's Twitter account was hacked, do you remember that Bitcoin hack? There was a Bitcoin hack that happened about six months ago where someone mm. hacked Joe Biden's Twitter account. They hacked like um, they hacked like 500 people's Twitter accounts and they said, hey, donate to my campaign, send money to this Bitcoin wallet and I'll match it. And it was a scam, but they made off with 40 million Bitcoin. It ended wow. up being like three kids, I think, in Florida. They got busted. Since that scam happened where Joe Biden's Twitter account got hacked, Twitter was like, we knew that we needed to have a mechanism in place so that if someone like hacked Donald Trump's Twitter account and said, we're firing missiles at North Korea, they were like, we knew that we needed to have the tools in place to stop that tweet from going. Like we needed to be able to like almost pull that tweet in real time. And so they were like, we didn't expect this New York Post story to be the first time that we ever had to implement these tools, but it was. But they were like, we built these tools after the last big hack. And so, no, we're, we're not trying to control information so much as it's like we built these moderation tools and we're going to use them. We're not going to let people just tell bullshit on our platform, mm. supposedly, anymore. Supposedly. Supposedly. They let bullshit be told, but, you know. Yeah. 
I mean, I don't. I misinformation is rampant. I don't. I, I don't know what there is to be mad about. It's Twitter is a private company. At the end of the day, Jack Dorsey's allowed to do whatever he wants with your information. Period. If 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 Americans are tired of social media companies doing whatever they want with the information that you see, then you know, write your congressman or woman. Take back and, your power and get more like communications laws passed on the books for these companies yeah. because these. But then again, like or conservatives, how about you start your own um, and don't use social media forum that actually gains popularity. Jack Dorsey could have rerouted everyone who clicks this New York Post story to the court filings for Trump's first wife suing him for rape. Like <laughs> they could have done that, and it's like, yeah, it's Jack Dorsey's platform. He's allowed to do whatever wacky shit he wants on it. It's kind of <laughs> yeah, like if you're if you're mad at Twitter mm. for censoring some conservative information, then start your own fucking Twitter. You guys have your Fox News, and they blast whatever nonsense conservatives want to listen to. Like, okay, if you can't be mad at Twitter, just start your own fucking Twitter. Where you can talk about what you want. You're probably not going to because Twitter is the cool place to talk about news. Exactly. Like you're not going to start your own cool conservative Twitter because no one's going to go on that bullshit. And you, they already have an account and they're already doing it. So it's like it's it's not going anywhere. So I don't know. Either stop posting nonsense or just apply to the rules of Twitter. Or just or, make I don't a Twitter know. competitor. I want a Twitter competitor to exist. I wanted Gab to take off, but then all the racists went there and it got really bad. I wanted vote dot co to succeed more than anyone you fucking know literally you probably are just hearing about vote from me it's a reddit competitor that was made because people were mad at the censorship of reddit and i believed in it i believed if we just had the technology i was like if we just built the platform with the right technology we can have a competitor to reddit that is free of all of this politically correct bullshit and i saw in real time my dream be become corrupted and vote become just people sharing statistics of why black people have smaller brains or some shit. It just became that overnight. It was, it, it, I, I wish I could have faith in the internet not being moderated. And I come from 4chan. I come from 8chan. Like, I know what the unmoderated internet is like. But god damn it, if these guys just can't stop being fucking racist for like five minutes, it's really like not even, I don't care if you hate black people or if you hate Jews or whatever, but just stop talking about it all the fucking time. Jesus Christ. Well, that's what, what their this worlds revolve around. This, like, time, this time has brought the worst out of us. It's like, I'm sure that there's plenty of things I've laughed at that were written by terrible people, but whenever I go to Gab or whenever I go to vote or whenever you go to the Donald.win and you're like, you know, Donald's like trade policy. Actually, some of this stuff is like, and it's like, you're, you just get hit with all this racist bullshit and you're like, I, you guys just can't turn it off. It's fucking crazy. Hey, but he said- It's hard to even be, you can't be on their side even if you want to. Hey, but, but listen, he said he was the least racist person we'll get to that <laughs> in, in a room full of we'll, we'll get to that oh yeah it's 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 dumb they want to get mad at twitter but you know they'll never have their own twitter because any twitter that they start will just be just like what you said it's gonna be a fucking forum yeah. for insane like you told me about vote.co i went on there i i dabbled <laughs> in the 
the the anti- Reddit alternative, the, the, the internet's premier Reddit alternative. Yeah, in the in the anti-Semitic racist drabble that mm. they just have. It is top post is here are the Jews that are controlling everything you see. It's like top post number. I'm not even on vote.com.co right now. I will tell you, you go there. Top five posts. You will see some shit about the Jews that are controlling your life right now. It's they can't help themselves. They can't. And that, I don't know where it's going to go from here. Because they're all dumbasses. But the question is now, is this Russian counterintelligence? Have we, is Root, how far have we been implicated here? Is the laptop Russian and Iranian intelligence? Is us finding the laptop Russian counter counterintelligence? Like, are the voting machines being hacked? Because now the FBI is coming forward and they're saying, guys, we're being played right now. Well, I, pe- people haven't said they've been able to interfere with the actual voter system itself. It's just been a few counties into which they've been able to hack into um, in well, the no, U.S. Well, no, they um, hacked into the voter registry of several counties, pulled the uh, voter ID numbers, social security info, all of that of voters, and then they sent out a bunch of emails. Oh yeah, saying stuff like, "Hey, like, I don't know, if you vote in this county and you work in this industry, your job will one hundred percent be closed if you vote for Biden." Type shit. Okay, so when I read about this, uh, so I read the, about this, this is amazing the, in the New York Times, and they described these. Uh, Look at this <laughs> New York Times reader over here. Okay, yeah. I subscribe. I've subscribed. Look at Dr. Fancy Pants McGuffin over here. No, so they described it as what they called. Um, I guess they didn't describe it. The FBI described it as what they call perception hacks. Hmm. So the systems have been hacked in the sense that they've taken easily accessible information. So they've got voter registry information. They've got um, information on like, you know, emails. They know sure. where to send these emails. All this stuff. Basically. They've hacked info, but the more easily accessible info. And the point of these hacks is to create the idea that the voting system has been compromised. It's not so much as to compromise the voting system. But as to, in to, to create fear, yes. Yeah, make people think. To try that, and delegitimize the yeah, institution. So if you, yes. if, you, if you hack the voter registry information, if you start blasting out false emails. Reduces your credibility. You're going to reduce the credibility of the election because now people feel or think that the election has been hacked. Mm-hmm. Even though it hasn't necessarily been hacked, they just hacked and accessed the easy to get to information like your email and what party you're registered with. Do you think do you think the Russians hacked Giuliani? I'm sure they're in everyone. Do you think they successfully tricked him into believing that this is all legit? Because Giuliani got hacked by Borat, man. Giuliani got hacked by a teenage prostitute girl, which I'm not sure if you listeners at home are aware of this. In the in the Russian toolbox of ways to break a person. That's not like the hammer jack. That's not like the the spanner or the T-brace or something. That's like the screwdriver. That's like the first or second thing they go to. And Giuliani got played. The honeypot, the the use it put the putting the the luring the they might as well have just put a girl under a box propped up by a stick. And they would have caught Rudy Giuliani in this shit. Listen, so and, and so I can totally believe that it's like, well, if 
Borat can trick this man. What's what, then a Russian KGB agent who spent the last 40 years of his life breaking people probably absolutely can trick Rudy Giuliani into believing some dumb shit. I think I think what we need to understand and we've known this since 2015, 2016. Mm. So the Russians have a very very sophisticated like cyber warfare network and a prostitute warfare network. Yes. <laughs> But Dude, I'm not joking. No, I know, I know, Nick. But my point being, like, so we we recently learned the Iranians are using tactics that they learned from the Russians. Like, the FBI has come out and said, while Iran ha- is now a threat, they are nowhere near the threat that Russia is. Like, Ru- what you're witnessing from Russia is. Like, the shit they've been on for years. It's it's some uh-huh. of the most it's some of the most elite and sophisticated mm-hmm. like cyber warfare techniques that we've seen. Like Russia has been hacking into the um like infrastructure, like electrical infrastructures of Eastern European countries for for a while now. And they mm-hmm. those have been those have been like practice runs for what they want to do in other nations eventually. Like, for all we know... Yeah, Rus- they want to turn our PlayStations off before we've, like, saved the game and shit. Like, Russia is gaining the power... Like, I don't know. For all we know, we live here in Jacksonville, Florida. Our power is run by JEA. Like, Russia might have the power to hack into JEA and shut off all of our power. And the scary thing is, like, we've had a presidency for the past four years that has refused to acknowledge the ever-growing power of Russian cyber warfare which hasn't built up our own systems to fight against it. Like, I mean, we'll get into it as far as the debate goes in a few minutes. But, like, Biden, I feel like Biden took seriously in the debate, like, listen, people are attacking us. They're trying to attack our sovereignty as a nation through cyber warfare, and we need to take those threats seriously. Now, see, this is what gets into... Russia, I, I, Russia is gaining... Russia is getting more and more sophisticated and they're able to do more and more things because for the past three and a half years, the Trump presidency has refused to accept the fact that Russia has these capabilities because it might look bad on them. All right. I guess. Well, I mean, it does and it is. So, I mean, and they've been in our elections for a minute. I mean, it looks bad on everybody. Iran, Iran is doing this shit because they want Biden to win. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I don't want to admit the fact that Iran is hacking U.S. voters because they want Biden to win. But that's the truth, and we need to accept that. And even if Biden wins, Biden said in the debate, "I will make Iran pay for the shit they're doing." And that's what a U.S. president needs to do. These companies, but these will, companies, all right, these countries, I mean, are attacking our sovereignty through cyber warfare, and we need a president that takes these threats seriously right don't just stand there and act like it doesn't exist so all right you know what let's just move on to the debate talk yeah